Now I feel like I can't go back. What now? My name is Karen Wilson, and you are listening to the Bring On Balance Show. Part one of part two. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to really make sure that the resolutions that you set are actually in line with priorities. So that when you hit the goals, you hit the goals that you actually want and that actually make you happy. Because a lot of times what we do is we just set out to goal setting and we just start pegging them off one at a time. And then all of a sudden we're like, wait a second, I feel like I got no closer to happiness in fill in the blank area than I was when I started the year. And really, that's nowhere to really be, right? It's not going to make us happier. So let's avoid that. I'm going to share with you a story. So the moment that I hit the wall, it's not something that I'm proud of, uh, nor it's something that I talk about much. I took a course on goal setting because I wanted to move the needle on my business and my life fundamentally changed. So I did just that. I learned the value of goal setting and taking those big scary goals and picking them off one at a time by carving them down into teeny tiny tasks. And I thought I was really doing a good job because I work daily at my quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, real job. And at night I was building an online business. And to be honest with you, every time I could sneak it in, I was building an online business. So that would mean first thing in the morning I was working with people, then I would go to work all day. In my breaks, I was working with people. I would come home and I would have supper and then I would be on the computer for the next couple hours of the night. But I was building a business, right? An exit strategy so that I could leave my retail job and spend more time with my kids. And I had actually become quite successful on paper. (laughs) I did, so you know, the next natural thing would be to do it, Um, leave my retail job. And I did that the same year that my husband and I launched our company, CE Analytic. We are very different lines of work. He's a systems ecologist, a scientist, um, has a completely different um, background, and I was primarily in fitness. So we were still like working in our own niches, in our own backgrounds, in our own little world. Um, it was it was kind of tough to figure out how are we going to align this business. So for quite a while, our limited company was actually um, for paper, right? So we both were kind of calling ourselves consultants and we brought it into the same company for paperwork. You know, a lot has changed since then. Um, But the joy in that was that we both, although we had different lines of work and different clients and whatnot, we had the flexibility to create our own schedule and be with the kids more and, you know, be able to be there on the weekends and the evenings and, and there was like nothing getting in the way of the schedule. Except something was missing. That was the year 
that the kids were gone. <laughs> it was actually the year they graduated. And being the awesome, responsible, independent kids that we raised, they were ready to leave home right away. <laughs> and they left home shortly thereafter. So all the other stuff that I really wanted in my life to celebrate the success I built, side hustling, was way out in the distance. The reason why was gone. So naturally, the next response was anger. I I started to get really mad. All that time that I wasted. And then I started to feel guilty. I started to think about all the times that I would get mad at them while I was working. You know, at the time, my office was in the basement. And, uh, you know, you can hear, you were not in like the newest of new houses. Like, we love our house, it's very, very comfortable and adequate. But, you know, it was built in 1977, and we've done a lot of updates, but the floor still creaks. So like you would hear it, you hear the footsteps, thump, 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 and then you hear the stairs, thump, 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 thump. And then I would be sitting at the computer and I'd be feverishly trying to like write an email or a blog post or whatever it was that I was doing in because it happened more than once. And my shoulders would start to tense up. I would start to feel this feeling that I really can't describe And sure enough, there would be a question or something that they could have probably answered themselves, but they're coming to me. And so apparently I had this look where I would turn around and I'd say, not now, I'm working. What did I miss out on? You know, I I started to ask myself, how did I let this happen? Like, what now? Why did I bother? So I began to think, well, I'm... What will people think of me if I quit? You know, like I proclaimed that this was my calling. Everybody said that this was what I was meant to do. I started to think like people, I, I didn't think that they would say it to me, but I thought that they would think, I told you so, <laughs> when everyone sees that I back out. And I, you know, to be quite honest with you, I'm not really sure who everyone was at the time, (laughs) to be honest. But really, let's take a step back. And how did this really happen? Well, I failed to take the extra time to be certain that my personal priorities matched both my vision and my goals. It goes way back to my core beliefs, self-confidence, natural intuitive behaviors, towards limiting beliefs. I know that's a mouthful. It's a lot, right? So I thought as a former people pleaser that if I wasn't saying yes to everything, I was letting opportunities slip away. If I don't open that email or respond on the weekend, puncture my boundaries I set, then that person would go elsewhere and I would miss the sale. I didn't really believe that I was worth the wait. So even though going into this business adventure, I had set boundaries and I had gone through all the steps that I'm going to take you through, I I didn't listen 
to my boundaries. I've, I felt as though um, that the drive, if I, if I let those opportunities slip away, I would be letting the money slip away. So how the heck do we know what goals to go for? I mean, really, we know our priorities. Why do we need to study them? Well, if you want to see your past, look at your present life. If you want to see your future, look at the actions you're taking today. The former people pleaser in me would definitely rather be checking off lists and doing tasks than taking time in the planning chair. Um, So for some reason, I just avoid or skip over or agonize about the planning part because I always felt like it was time that I should be doing stuff. But every minute in planning gives you like a return of investment on time at like 15 to 1. If time isn't worth it, then I don't know what else is, right? So this exercise alone will save you hours of uncertainty, hours of taking shiny twists and turns and you can develop a mantra but you gotta dig in okay so i'm gonna start with this quote without a clear focus on our guiding values and priorities each of us runs a real risk of successfully climbing a very long ladder only to find it leaning against the wrong wall And so this is why our core priorities are worth regular consideration, repeatedly. And any time we're about to devote time and energy to a new given pursuit, areas of importance, there are certain areas in life that are important for all. Go ahead and ask anyone, what are your top three priorities? And what will probably come out of them is, Family, faith, business, you know, and and I think that most of us expect a certain answer and sometimes we'll feel guilty because our answer won't be what people expect. And so that's why it's important for you to really be honest with yourself during this process and realize that these priorities, they're going to grow and change as you develop and change. So it's got to be specific. So even just saying, what are your top three priorities? My family, my faith, and my business. The missing link is that it's not specific enough. So I know, again, I've just, we've just got started and I'm really making you dig into this. So let's talk a little bit about the season that you are in and a lot of times I'll, I'll personally revisit this like every once in a while, maybe every quarter, you know, because I'll start to feel that I need to and I'll get into that a little bit later. But first, you might be familiar with this exercise because I didn't create it, but I do habitually revisit it. I feel like when I'm off, it's incredibly uncomfortable Imbalance to me feels pretty smothering, actually. 
I promise once you get this, you won't feel indecisive. You won't feel like a leaf blowing in the wind waiting for that shiny bird to pick you up and take you somewhere else. You will make choices easily because you know if it's right for you. You will be able to make goals that actually make you happy. Okay, you might hear the noise. I'm adjusting my chair. I'm sitting up. You're sitting up and you're listening because it's step one. I know you might be like doing something during this podcast and I think you're awesome. No matter what you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, the fact that you're here and listening, oh my gosh, that speaks volumes. The amount of stuff that I've learned through my mentors off of podcasts while I was doing laundry, while I was doing, you know, cooking, cleaning, housework, walking, whatever, you name it. We can learn how to do anything or bring about balance in our lives while we're doing the things that don't really take much brain work. So I I commend you for doing that. Just wanted to take a moment for that. I appreciate you being here. So you're going to take the following subjects and rate them from 1 to 10. So if you're not at a spot where you can do this at this point, just think about coming back to this as a journal exercise tomorrow. And we're looking at kind of like the happiness meter. So some of these things, they might not matter to you. And in that case, you know, you can score them low. um, Or score them high, because if you're happy with not really worrying about them, then you're perfectly happy with it. So give yourself a 10. Um, And if it's something that you really feel that it's not where it should be, give yourself a lower score. So the areas in life are relationships. These relationships are the ones that you have with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Um, The second one is romance. So if you're in a marriage or have a significant other, um, you know, how, how do you feel about that? Is it, you know, give yourself a score. If it's a 10, I want to know your secrets. I'll probably have to have you on for an interview to see like, you know, what's, what's your, what's your top 10 tips for scoring 10 in the romance category? Everybody wants to know that, right? Um, career in education. So do you feel like you're at the spot where you want to be or, and, or you're learning the stuff that you feel makes you feel fulfilled at the end of the day? And we'll talk fulfillment in, in other episodes, but just for a skim view, like fulfillment doesn't have to be the end all, like the career that is the end career I have meant to be a fill in the blank and that's my calling. Fulfillment comes in your surroundings. So if you're happy with that, yet you do want some growth, you know, I wouldn't give yourself like a low score, but just keep that in mind when you're scoring. Like it doesn't necessarily mean if you actually hate your job or hate your career or hate your education, there's a problem. Hate's a strong word. I, I usually don't use it, but just side note. Anyways, so then there's money, <laughs> that thing, and personal finances. This is a place where I've always struggled because, well, not always, not anymore. I've realized that 
money and personal finances, they're actually the key to more freedom. And so if something that you want is freedom to be more generous, freedom to be with your family, freedom to give more, even if it's freedom to give more financially or time, you need money because money is freedom. And I know that, you know, it's, it took me a hard time to, a long time to like, just, just say that because I grew up in a modest household. I grew up very happy. And to be quite frankly, I've always said, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't. And it really doesn't. I really believe I can create happiness with, with whatever I have. But one of my goals is to be ridiculously generous with my time, with my money, with my resources. And in order to do that, I mean, I need money to live, right? And that's, that's reality. And sometimes we're, you know, going paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, and we want to bring up that bottom line, but we're not really sure how to. If it's something that you're happy with, give yourself a score, a, a one out of 10. If, you, if you're happy with it, give yourself a 10. It's okay. It doesn't matter what the number is. It's whether or not you're happy and want to raise the bottom line in any of these areas, or if you just want to keep the status quo. So then there's physical health, um, one to 10. So that's, you know, are you getting out every day? Are you exercising? Um, does it matter to you? Do you feel good just the way you are? There's recreation and leisure. This is one that um, a lot of times gets left off the plate and it's one that's super important for balance. So if you feel a low score there, um, write it down accordingly. It kind of piggybacks though onto relationships because a lot of times we're doing recreation and leisure with our relationships, um, with our romantic partner. And they sometimes will fuel each other. So if you notice that one is down and the other one is down and they're close by it, it gives you, like they're close to each other, it gives you different ideas of what you can do when it when we take the next step to goal setting on how those two can partner up and, and bring them both up into balance at the same time simultaneously. There's also spirituality, so um, it doesn't matter what religion you practice or non-religion you practice. Um, there is a sense of spirituality, I believe, in everyone. Those are my beliefs. And if it's not something that's important to you and you think it's and you think you know you're doing great, then give yourself a 10, right? But it, if it is something that's important to you, and you want to dive more into it, you know, give yourself a lower score. The thing is, is you have to be honest with yourself and whether or not it's important to you. And no one is like looking at your answers, right? This is for you and no one's judging you at all. That was something that I had a hard time with. It's like, well, what if I say something that is like going to offend somebody? No. No, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't worry about it. That comes down to emotional health. So the emotional health factor, like, are you like happy? You know, like generally happy? 
are there things that um, get in the way for you of success? Um, is there something emotional that you need to work with? Um, emotional health is a very, it's a needy, it's not a needy, but it's, it's a necessity of life. Um, sometimes emotional wellness can, can be the driving factor on if we're overall healthy or not. You know, it's, it's a scary thing. Um, emotional wellness can take over whether it's at a state of 10 or a state of one, um, and it can tip everything over really fast. So there are lots of ways for emotional health, health, um, and depending on, you know, where that is, um, sometimes the, the best thing to do is to talk with a therapist or someone that knows a therapist because sometimes if we're deep, we need to get out, but we also need to know that we can get out if we put our hands up and we are in the position to receive help and take action. Um, and again, this is, that's quite a topic, um, and it's a wide, wide category. So, uh, make sure that, you know, sometimes the emotional health factor will be low because you feel as though all the other things scored low. And so once all the other things start scoring high, you'll notice the emotional health start to score high again. Am I making any sense? The important is, is thing is at this point is to just like take stock in where it is you are right now. After you have all the scores, you take the one, um, the ones that you scored the least on. So it's time to dig into those. So like I said before, if you scored low because it's not important to you, that's fine. But if you scored low and you want it to improve, well, it's time to elaborate on that. What part do you want to improve? And what would a state of harmony look like? And what does a 10 actually look like? So write all of this down. When I did this exercise, my priority desire was to spend more time with my kids by growing our financial income in my side hustle. But the problem was, the goals I set for myself and the actions that I took were only connected to the financial priority. I could have taken some different actions had I listened to my mentor's words, check your actions with your priorities often, write them down, revisit them often, but I lost my way and I got in my way because I thought I would waste time in planning. So then my reason slipped away. And at that moment, I knew I had to help other mothers just like me avoid that. So, you know, to spend a little bit more time in this area before making resolutions, before setting goals, because you know, all of this is tied together to our to our to our happiness and and being happy at the goals we've set to ourselves once we get there, and not looking around and seeing 
everything that we worked for in our heart, all the things and people that were important to us are now not part of the picture. They're not there to celebrate the finish line. So the same year I ran a marathon, even though it was against many, many odds, <laughs> I became really good at understanding how to marathon a plan, any plan, so that you can celebrate the time with those you love while you cross the finish line that marks your goal because you're not done. You're not done. You need that energy when you cross the finish line with the goal because you're going to have another goal right there behind it. You might not know what it is right now. You might have no idea where you're going at this point, but I'm telling you once you're in motion, once you're actually moving towards it and staying focused, it's going to become more clear. Ten years ago, the vision of what I do now was there. I had no idea how this was going to happen at the time that I was looking at it. I mean, you know, there's the nuts and the bolts and how am I going to put it together? But as we get to know more about each other, I'll sh you know, we're going to share more stories. We're going to both be able to share triumph and turmoil. But for now, the exercise is to dig deep. So visit bringonbalance.com for show notes, transcriptions, free offers, and there's also a spot for your suggestions on show topics. Make sure that you turn into part two after you have your top three defined. And until next time, talk soon. Thanks for hanging out with me.